0: And welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you're here today. This is an advice from a CEO episode, and we're going to talk about change and how to help your employees embrace change. As we all know, especially in this volatile world that we all live in, change is inevitable. And even though you would think that, that we would have gotten better at embracing change, that's simply not true. Some of us love it, right? I love to change. I am not afraid of change. I believe that if we're not changing then we're, and growing, then we're dying. Um, but others have a big fear. And it's easy at, for us as leaders who are driven, who are trying to push our companies forward, our teams forward, achieve goals to dismiss those reasons um, or even maybe judge the reasons why people are afraid. But that's not helpful. If you don't address the fears that people are feeling head on and maybe even be proactive in addressing them before the change happens, then you are going to have people who are not bought in, who are actively working against you as you are trying to progress forward. So this is a really important thing for all leaders to be considering, making big changes or small changes. Like small changes can be just as disruptive to certain people as big ones. And so we should always be thinking through how is this going to make people feel? Where might fear come into play? And how do I mitigate it before it becomes a roadblock for progress? So let's talk a little bit about why some people are afraid of change or maybe just not excited for it, right? What what causes people to dig their heels in and push back when you're trying to change something? And one of the biggest reasons why people are adverse to change is that they fear the unknown. When we don't know what's going to happen or how this change is going to affect our job, uh, our livelihood, it can be really scary. And let's face it, we humans tell ourselves really negative stories about anything that is triggering to us. So when we hear something is going to be changing, we worry that we're not gonna be able to perform. Uh, We worry that our job is going to become obsolete. Uh, What does this mean for me? Um, Is my team gonna change? Is my manager going to change? Uh, And all of that's really scary. And so when we don't understand why change is happening, it's easy to go to those things because we don't understand what the purpose is and what the outcome might look like. So that is one of the biggest reasons why people are afraid of change. So I don't know what's going to happen. Therefore, I don't want to take that risk. Another reason why people are resistant to change is because they're comfortable with status quo. They like the way things are done. They've gotten used to the current system and they might not see a need for change. And for people like me who are not afraid and who drive change, those people can view us as changing for change's sake. I never change for change's sake. I always have a reason, but I understand why some people feel that way if they don't fully understand. Inertia is a big force to move through. And so when people are really comfortable with status quo, they're going to dig their heels in and say, why would we do this? Why would we change? Why would we disrupt our workflow? It's working, right? This is the way we've always done it. In addition to fear of the unknown and the comfort zone of status quo, Loss of control is another reason why people resist change. And this comes out when people don't feel like they've been part of the process, when their opinions haven't been valued or asked for as a change has been making. So then they feel like they have no control. And so when somebody gets mad, like, why didn't you ask my opinion? It feels like they have no control over their work. And that is something that is really, really important, especially if you want to have a highly engaged workforce is where people feel like they have autonomy and they have a say in their work. So when all of a sudden a change is happening, they don't understand it and they were not consulted, they feel like they no longer have control over their work situation. Like, boom, something just came in and blew up my uh, my workflow. Whew, that doesn't feel good. Nobody asked me what I think about this. Another reason why people are afraid of change, this is probably the biggest one, is that they are afraid of failure, right? That is like most people's biggest fear is failing. And they worry if the change doesn't work out as planned, that they're going to be held accountable for that and that they might be viewed negative. Like If this change happens and it didn't go well and I'm part of it, then I am the reason why it failed. And that is really scary. And so that is part of the reason why they want to stick with status quo is what happens if I fail in this and I look bad in front of my coworkers or I get fired. And finally, the last like major reason why people are afraid of change is when it's not communicated effectively. When people feel like they've been left in the dark, they're going to be resistant to change, right? Again, it's that everything is fine and then boom. When they don't understand the why of what's going on and they feel like they're concerns aren't being heard and their opinions are not being valid, that is not good communication. So those are going to be the most typical reasons why people are afraid of change and dig their heels in. And as a leader, we can do a lot to help that. So if you want to help your employees embrace some big change that you're going through, you've got to talk about it. From the lessons I have learned for not doing good change management in the past, um, I've been really working hard at this because we're going through major transformation at Stone Age. We are on a path to a billion dollar valuation. We are transitioning from a traditional manufacturing company to a tech company. There's so much change that's happening, and we have to bring our employee owners along for the journey. They need to understand the why and how they fit into it and what it means to them as we're making these changes so that they're on board. Because let's face it, if your employees aren't on board, then it's gonna be a lot harder to implement those changes and to bring value to your customers as you are looking to grow in the future. So these are some of the things that we're trying really hard to do well so that it makes change a little bit easier. So one, communicating openly and effectively. All leaders should be as transparent as they possibly can about the reason for the change, how the decision is being made, how it's going to affect employees and the company so that people can see the big picture, right? A lot of times, fears are going to be quelled if people are just communicated with. So it's the number one thing. Be transparent as possible. Talk about it all the time. We have monthly company meetings where we are sharing progress that we're making on our strategic initiatives. When we rolled out our strategic plan, we did this really cool new process where we made these short videos and then each of the department heads went through the strategy with their employees so they had this safe way to ask questions and it was amazing and my operations team it was so, so great like we had pages and pages of pages of questions that they asked because they really want to understand and they never would have asked those questions in a company meeting in front of 180 people like i'm not going to raise my hand and ask that question but they felt safe because we created a place for transparent communication We're being very open about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we're bringing them along so they have the opportunity to ask questions and really understand. And that's not easy. That takes a lot of work. Um, But if you do it, then people will be much more likely to not dig their heels in, which is great for us as leaders. The next thing to, to consider, especially in the context of what the change is, is how you're going to provide training and resources. Like that's the biggest thing that that people are afraid of, right? How am I going to do this job, right? This is new. I don't maybe have the skills to take this on. Um, What does this mean for me? And so if you have a clear plan on how you're going to help them develop the skills and understand what's required of this new way of working or whatever that changes, then that will help them. So for example, at Stone Age, we're rolling out a whole digital customer experience platform. It is going to revolutionize the way that we work and the way our customers work with us, but it's a huge change. Um, and we are going through a very specific training process with our customer service team so that they know how to answer questions for our customers, that they feel fully equipped to be able to not only embrace this change themselves, but be able to walk our customers through this change as well. And we have training for our customers on our new website and what the account management piece is going to look like and how it's going to change so that everybody feels like, okay, this is going to be different, but I am equipped with what I need to be able to do. it. I understand the why and I understand how I'm going to be able to do this so that I can still excel in my job. So that's a really important aspect. Think through how are you going to provide the training and the resources needed for them to do their jobs. The next thing I recommend doing is involving your employees in the process. At Stone Age, we try to encourage our employees at the individual contributor level to make as many decisions as possible. And that is the only way to do that is if you involve them in the process. And this is really powerful because when employees feel like they have a say in their work and then in the change that's coming that might change the way they work, they're more likely to be invested in the outcome, right? They can get excited about it and they can voice concerns, which is really great as a leader because if you know what their concerns are, then you can address them ahead of time. Or maybe they are seeing something that you didn't see because you're too close to it. So involve your employees in the change as much as you possibly can. Let them make as many of the decisions as they can. Ask for their feedback and their ideas and encourage them to participate in the process. That's why we changed our strategic planning process instead of a company meeting where, you know, five or six of us uh, executives get up and present to them. Like nobody wants to listen to us talk for an hour. It isn't collaborative and it doesn't create that safe space for questions. And so this is how we encourage our employees to be part of our transformation process is we said, hey, what do you think of this? What do you understand? What don't you understand? What resonates? What doesn't resonate? How can we take your input and make our strategic plan better? Very, very, very valuable. I think our employee owners are so thrilled with this process. Again, it takes time to do this, but I don't know if there's a better investment than you can have, right? Because employee engagement matters. In fact, as I've been preparing for a keynote that I'm giving here uh, in the next couple of weeks, I found this interesting statistic that U.S. companies lose $550 billion annually because of lost productivity, because of disengagement. This is a way for you to be able to really engage your employees. So what if it takes a couple of hours to be able to walk through it and let them ask questions and really get them engaged isn't their understanding of how they've been into it and their motivation to help you execute your strategy worth it, worth that extra hour or two? I think absolutely. So involve them in the process. Next part of change management is to celebrate progress and success. And if you do this, that means you're talking about it, right? So you can't just roll out some big change and then not bring it up. That's why we have our company meetings where we're talking about all of these initiatives all the time and the progress that we're making. And we celebrate it. We have pizza parties, we have happy hours, we do company-wide shout-outs, we absolutely celebrate the progress that we're making so that people can see that, oh, maybe going along with this change really was worth it. Celebrating those successes, acknowledging wins, really helps reinforce the benefits of the change and gives people a sense of momentum and excitement. So never, ever, 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 ever undervalue the importance of celebrating successes and talking about the progress. Talk about the benefits of the change so that people can see it was a worthwhile change to make. It might make it a little bit easier for them the next time. And then finally, lead by example. You need to model The behavior that you want to see in your employees if you're positive and enthusiastic about the change your employees are likely to follow suit if you are not then they're probably going to follow suit too so you need to make sure that you understand why the changes are being made and that you are behind those decisions that the company is making otherwise you're undermining your company And you are not taking responsibility for your role as a leader. Your role as a leader is to embrace the challenges that leadership brings, which means having to make tough decisions, having to make changes that you don't necessarily agree with, but you have to get on board with because that's going to be the best outcome for the company. And you can either help make it successful or you can sabotage it by not leading by example, by talking negatively about the change to your employees. So role model, role model, role model. That is such an important aspect of leader, right? Be the kind of leader that people want to follow. And that is somebody who embraces change, who role models how to handle change with grace, who shows positivity and enthusiasm about the change so that their employees feel like it's worthwhile and they're in alignment with their boss. So incredibly important. All right, so those are my tips on how to help your employees embrace change. This is a really important role for you as a leader. Change is always going to happen in a workplace, and how you lead through it matters. And your employees will get more comfortable with change if you do change management right. And so if you involve your employees in the process. If you're transparent, if you explain the why, you give them the training and the resources that they need to be able to be successful in the change, you celebrate the wins, you talk about the progress, and you lead by example, it will get easier for your team. And that's what you want. You want a high-performing, high-functioning team who cares about the company, who cares about the mission, who cares about each other. And having them embrace change well will help lead to those things. So really important aspect of leadership. So hopefully that some of those tips help you today. Okay, on to my question of the week. So the question of the week comes from a student who I am mentoring. He's considering multiple job opportunities. He's graduating here shortly. And he asked me, Carrie, how should I evaluate these opportunities? How do I know which one is best? And what are the most critical criteria for choosing? My answer was easy and it was quick. I said, first, make sure that the job that you're going to do is something that interests you. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just make sure it's something that interests you. Because if you're doing something that is not aligned with your innate talents, you're going to dislike your job. But once you have that, unequivocally, pick the best boss, pick the best manager, pick the best leader who you're going to be reporting to. If you have a great boss, It makes all the difference in the world. Someone who cares about your well-being, who's invested in your growth, who's going to talk to you about your career development, who's going to give you feedback, who's going to teach you how to be better at your job, teach you how to be a better teammate. My first job out of college was with a multidisciplinary engineering firm. I did not want to be an engineer. It was an internship that I just kept on as a full-time job. And quite frankly, I did not like the job, but my boss was so awesome. I learned so much from him and I really, really valued that. And I ultimately wound up leaving the company because the job was misaligned with my innate talents. Like I was not good at that job and it was very draining and demoralizing for me. But My boss was so great, and I have nothing but fond memories of that company because of him. I went to a company that I loved working for, but I had a really crappy boss. And I could have seen myself grow, and I could have seen my career grow in that company, there's no doubt. But my boss was so terrible that I had to leave the company. And I don't have fond memories of that job, even though it's what set me up for my role here at Stone Age your boss matters. So those are the two things. Make sure that the tasks that you're going to be doing every day fits with what you're good at, right? When we do things that we're not good at, we are not going to like our jobs and we're only going to be mediocre at it. And if we don't like our boss, we are not going to be happy at work. Whether you are coming right out of college, like this young man, or you are in a role right now, these two things matter the most. People don't leave companies, they leave leaders. You can have great leaders who work in corporate cultures that aren't so great and people love working there because they love working for that leader. So if you are thinking about your role, no matter where you are in your career, think about those things. Does my job align with the things that I'm good at, with my talents, skills, and interests? And do I like who I work for? If you do, that's a great recipe for success. Okay, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reflect Forward, advice from a CEO. I look forward to hosting you next week. Please, please, please write a review, rate this podcast, share it with a friend. It helps with the algorithms and I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day.